Hey, Philo community, it is Philo podcast time again. If you're new with us, we exist to help technical artists in the local church to become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. Basically, an extension of the Philo conference all year round. You're probably neck deep in Christmas prep right now, and you're not alone. Most of us listening to this podcast in real time, we're with you. We're in it. We're all there. And as we get closer to one of the biggest services we do each year, planning is a big part of how to not only survive, but make sure we're taking care of our teams and our families along the way. Now is the time to figure out what the production schedule should look like. How often are set building days? How long should rehearsals go? How many meals should we provide for our volunteers while they're serving? We want our teams to have a great experience while they're serving and that doesn't automatically happen. And you can't wait till December for that to be figured out. Figure it out now while you got a few extra minutes. The other thing that won't happen automatically is time with your family during the Christmas run. And when things get crazy, this is the first thing that I sacrificed in the service of Christmas. And it was mostly a case of just not having anything planned with my family. So all that time on the calendar got filled with Christmas production stuff. And you know what? If we hope to have a great Christmas season with our families, it's important to be intentional and strategic with the time we do have. So put visit Santa on your calendar or make Christmas cookies or cut a tree down, but don't leave it all up to your spouse. I mean, work on it together now so that your family doesn't feel abandoned by you and taken advantage of by the church. Your family plays a big part in your ministry and don't leave them behind. Cast some vision for why you're gone so much and yeah, let your family know that their sacrifice is helping change people's lives. It's not just my daddy or my mommy is gone the month of December. Yeah, cast some vision for what's going on behind the scenes. All right, for those of us here at the Philo offices, we just got back from an amazing Philo conference in Anaheim. That's California. Man, for those of you who were there, it was so great to be together. Usually when I'm at a Philo conference, I'm just thinking, man, we just need to do this every day. It's so great. And you know what? We can't wait to come back next year. I mean, we're still working on the details of that, but yeah, our plans right now are to do a Philo on the West Coast again next year. And you know what? We could not have pulled off Philo Anaheim without a huge group of people that we call Philo Advocates. So we met with a bunch of people, TDs out in the California area, and they really stepped up in a huge way to be on the production crew, help with breakouts, uh, just all around help made Philo happen. And uh, so a huge thank you to every person that traveled over to Cross Point Church to help teach breakouts, provide tech support, main sessions, all of it. So thanks for serving our fellow technical artists. If you missed out on the Philo Anaheim thing and are eager to join the next Philo conference, it's coming up May 19 and 20 in Chicago. If you register now, you can receive $100 off the final registration cost. So philo.org has all the details. And speaking of next Philo conference, my guest on the podcast today is Mushiri Gatiri. So some of you may know who that is. Some of you may think, yeah, what did he just say? Mushiri Gatiri. He provides production oversight for all of the Hillsong campuses in Australia, as well as pouring into Hillsong campus production teams around the world. We had a great conversation, one of many we've had this year. They've all been amazing. I never want them to end. And our podcast recording was no exception. So the reason he, uh, I'm connecting him to Philo Conference, he's going to be with us at Philo 2020 in Chicago. So he's going to be a main session speaker, and I could not be more excited. We'll have more details soon. You can keep checking out philo.org for those details. But he's our guest today on the podcast. And I would say, just generally speaking, when I'm recording a podcast with someone, I usually start thinking about 
wrapping things up around 40 minutes. So talk 40 minutes and think, okay, I should probably wind this down. And when Mushiri and I hit the 40 minute mark, I just wanted to keep talking. So I figured, ah, we'll see how, you know, a few more minutes and, and then, then this will be over. Well, it turned into a bunch more minutes. So this is like twice the length of a normal podcast. But when I went through to try to figure out how do we split this into two bits, I couldn't. It's so good. And kind of the halfway point, we're in the middle of some pretty good stuff. So it's one long podcast. So buckle up. It's all good. Can't wait for you to listen. So let's just get to the conversation. The thing that I would love to talk about is just what's your story? Like, how did, what are you doing now? How did you get there? And then how do you yeah. manage all those people? How do you yeah. create a culture that exists across so many locations, locations yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah. And, and even if there are some things that, that aren't working, yeah, I would love if you're up yeah. for sharing those things. Yeah. I would just, I think, yeah, 100%. yeah, so much of what we do at Philo is about, hey, I have the same issues you do. And we don't have yeah. an answer, but we're in it together. Yeah. Yeah, so, let's figure this out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, like, I think where we are now, the, the reality is, or to be honest, my personal story is probably, the, it's, I would kind of say it's almost parallel to the journey of growth of us as a team. Okay. I think it reflects it because the reason I say that is because my story looks like, obviously, I came onto, onto the team um, in 2003 as a student from Nairobi, Kenya, which is, you know, like... That was cool in itself. Uh -huh. um, my journey to actually coming here wasn't as uh, it wasn't as calculated as maybe <laughs> you know some might think. Like you know, I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't as there wasn't exactly a massive roadmap that you know that I had that yeah. would bring me to um, to to 2019. You know, I mean, like not, not, nothing at all. So I actually did I actually was challenged to apply to come to college here by a connect group leader or as we called them back then, cell group leader. Okay, I did that back then. And I was very hesitant and they kind of kept at it and they kept kind of like kind of on my back a bit. So the only reason I applied was to get them off my back. <laughs> so, And were you doing you production know, things at your church or just involved yeah, in church? Help, yeah, so I was helping. Yeah, I was helping. I was helping. I mean, just like, I guess, you know, like, like with, like with a lot of people who just kind of go, oh, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but I'll come and see what I can do. And I'll lend a hand. I'll pack a truck. I'll move up, you know, a little a packer from one, from one end of the corner to the next. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll hold this up in the air until you tell me to, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like so, you know, so things like that. So I was just kind of, I, I did, I participated, but in that capacity, didn't necessarily bring any level of expertise as such, just sure. more like I was willing to, you know. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So did that, but I was I was intrigued by the, that whole world. But then I was intrigued also about what was happening in Australia and kind of what the ch this church was doing even back then. And so those a bit of a, like, but by the same time, I never actually reconciled that with the with the reality of maybe one day being able to be there and participating. Sure. Okay. But that's what I was going back to where I was. You know, going back to the whole idea of being you know like oh, challenged to apply, go, go do a, go do a year of college and see what happens. Yeah. The course came up. So I did that. I did. Get, I made the application at the end of um, just to get this person off my back. <laughs> yeah. You know, got applied, got 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 um got got um accepted. Accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got accepted. Now having then the next hurdle was to just try and get the finances and uh, get my parents on board to be able to you know right. see, see this, which is which I knew was an, a near impossibility. Uh -huh. But like, like I said, you know, and so I almost went to ask my parents, almost as they will validate my reasoning. As right. to why they would they idea. would not let you go yeah so I'm exactly not yeah yeah exactly so I, I told you this was a bad idea <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like here you know and now and now and now you've got three people telling you that yeah you no know, so and, and all the rest of it. so did that came back um 
in, in, interestingly enough, my 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 dad, who is you know not a, not, a, and we'd had clashes before because in terms of my faith and everything else and how okay. much I was involved in church and everything else. So I knew in my mind for a fact he would not have a bar of this. But hey, guess what? First yeah. time, five <laughs> minutes in that conversation, he goes, "Okay, tell me more. I think we can do this." Oh wow! And like. Like, so I'm like, I'm, it kind of catches me off guard. I'm like, you know, you do know what I'm asking here. Right, right. right. Yeah. I'm going to do a, I'm going to, I want to spend money, get on a plane, pay for college in Australia to go and do the very thing that you don't necessarily seem to be on board with. So, sure, right. Sure, you want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And sure, and you know, and sure enough, he was. And so, long story short, that began this whole, okay, wow, well, I guess this is kind of seems to be happening. But then sure. the immigration hurdle. Had, you know, there's a few hurdles along the way. Then yeah, that yeah. was that was quite the hurdle to kind of get get through. So not to give, not to control it out, but that managed all that. Yeah, put the finances together, got here. That was in '03. Uh-huh. Did three years of college. What does your dad think now? I mean, 15 years later, did he was is, he just like excited yeah. about you having the opportunity, a different country, different culture, try something new, or? Well, I think. He, yeah, right now the conversation with him is so is it's it's night and day. I think the reason I think what's happened over the years, big picture, is the fact that he's seen that I've just kind of got in the driver's seat of my life and I'm I'm trying to do something with it. Yeah, okay. I think at the t- at the time his perception of what I was doing was just a bit of a, what are you doing with your life? Get like it sure. seemed like just arbitrary and just ad hoc live way of living and oh, I'll just go do something at church because it's just. Because it's something Easy, happening, right, but yeah. with no actual purpose behind it. Got it. But I think he sees it now. And you fast forward now, married, got two kids, got a role here with responsibility here. We've got yeah. purpose and all the rest of it. I think that all adds up to, okay, I can see this is going somewhere. I can see you've made a life. And so this is a right. very different conversation. He's actually very proud of where things are at oh, now. Oh, nice. So it's, it's a very different conversation in, in, in the best of ways. Right, right. So, okay, yeah. so sorry. Backing up now, 2003, you show up to yeah. Hillsong. yeah. Was it anything like you had imagined or was it? Uh... I don't like if I, you've got to understand the only the only thing I, I knew no one. Right. So the only thing I knew was what was coming through, I guess, the me, the content and the, and the I guess the video and the, whether it's albums or the preaching. That's all. Sure, I knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so, 2003, there's no iPhone. There's no I mean, no. there's the Internet, but kind of. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Not watching video. I had access to that. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only way I had access to that is somebody had sent it from here to my, a past, my pastor back home who was a missionary. So even then, access to it was quite rare. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I did when I did see, when I did see it, so it wasn't necessarily there was more to it than I had seen. Okay, sure. In other words, you get to find out that you, so you come and there's I mean, the, the music is there and all right. and all the rest of it, but there's way way more to to the to the place than that. Right, right. So I got to I feel like I just seen from from afar through a kind of a window, and then I was in the room now, and I'm seeing everything. You know, right. and, okay, cool. There's a church. There's an actual church here. There's a college right. <laughs> attached to it. You know, yeah. there's you know, there's there's teams that run the kids program. There's teams that run youth. There's there's you know, there's a pastor that speaks on the you know, like there's all these things that form what the church is. Right. And you know, I had been exposed to one component of that. Right. So it was really cool to see that the church in its entirety. It's an actual pe- place with a community of people. Exactly, living right. life together. Exactly right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and they happen to be able to be passionate and really good at doing the music side of things and all that, which is right. great. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so yeah, so that did that. Then kind of came in, did the three years of college. I'm really fast forwarding here, but did three yeah. years of college. <laughs> at the end of the three years, um, I got asked to be on staff. So I've been on staff here for, since um, 
2006. Wow. So it's about two or 13 years now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, were you immediately jumping into production? Was that kind of the role they asked you to fill or what was... Like from a staff level or from yeah, a student yeah. level? Yeah, when you were uh, when you're on staff, what was the... Yeah, so I uh, my third year, which was, the, I guess, the internship year, I did. I had a role coming alongside who the person that was then our department head. So I came alongside him and helped own some of the um, midweek um, kind of events at right. the Hills campus. Sure. So I ran all that stuff, the, you know, the sisterhood this and the youth stuff and the college chapels. I did, I did all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so all at right. the end of my internship year, he went, hey, we need somebody to keep doing this. So I just kept <laughs> doing my role, but now okay. it's a staff member. So okay. I kept that. That's kind of, and that was my kind of foray into, um, into staff at Hillsong Church. Okay. And as a production folk, were you, uh, was there something you really loved about it, uh, like an audio or lighting, or was it kind of the managing of all the teams and making sure stuff was happening? Well, that's, that's the interesting part, because I think that in itself is honestly almost the crux of, I guess, the journey that I've been on, because I came onto this team, I loved the stuff. I think that's the, stuff, the yeah. story. This, yeah, this, I love, you know. <laughs> And that's the story with most of us. Like, you know, that yeah. the stuff gets your attention and the stuff is what intrigues you and the stuff is right. what, you know, gets you asking more questions. The stuff, the stuff maybe draws you in, especially at that age, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm there. And so I love this stuff and I got amongst it. And um, Well, especially you know, seeing how Hillsong was using the stuff. I mean, that's, exactly right. that's not normal yeah. either, yeah. No, exactly. And the fact that I get to do this in the context of a church, this is amazing. Tell me more, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I came, right. came in, did that. So yeah, it was more the stuff that, you know, like, in a, but again, like, you know, that was, like, that's 2003, right? And I'm a student, I'm just new to everything and I'm trying to get my head around it all. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward, um, you know, 20, like 16 years now into 2019 and it's a very different story. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll always be an audio guy. I uh-huh. think I'll, I think I'll always have that, but I think things look very different now because my roles certainly changed over the last, you know, I guess 15, well, yeah, 15 <laughs> years or so, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. That's the thing that probably stands out to me the most as far as what I can offer anybody is, I guess, the journey, my, my journey from 03 to 2019. Is, yeah, I think it's my life message uh-huh. in, in a sense, because like I said, I came onto this team as a tech guy and I, in a sense. And a lot of our crew make, our, make their marks on our team as tech guys with a certain skill, audio, right. video, lighting, this and everything, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But as we've progressed now, there's... I, I've had to make adjustments because of what the responsibilities have required of me. Right, right. So as things have changed now, you know, to contrast it completely where I'm now, I'm looking after a team that, a team across Australia. Yeah. And so (laughs) I'm not, so in in some ways, my technical skills are not front and center, even though I am in a very technical department. Now, don't get me wrong, I still kind of need to kind of draw on them here and there. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of my growth, in terms of what's needed of me, in terms of what's expected of me, I, the leadership and management side of things is potentially what's needed. Not potentially, but it is what's needed of me more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. But that is interesting because I didn't... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, do you miss yeah. the uh, audio mixing or the, the task of doing production? I think I had to decide that. I, I had right. to stop and think about that because... I would like to say I was calculated in making the transition, but I wasn't. Right, right. I think for a lot of the time I was playing catch up between, um, you know, what the need was and where I was. Yeah. So I was busy loving the stuff and I'd wake <laughs> up and I was busy loving the stuff and loving the mixing and, you know, doing this and doing that, which is great. But then the tension of being able to see all oh, the teams growing or, yeah. and then 
hey, do you, and all, all the, the realization of, hey, do you realize that as good as you get at being a monitor guy, you're only ever going to be one monitor guy. Guess what? There's three locations now. Right. Should you getting good at your skill be the priority now? Right, right. You know, so, so you, I began having all those conversations with myself. You know? yeah. And then if not, what do I want to do? Sure. You know? It's interesting for me. So I started as an audio engineer and yeah. we got to a place where we were meeting uh, three services and a rented facility. And the only way to expand with the money we had yeah. and the availability of space was to start an overflow room. So this is like mid nineties, right. 96, right, right, something right. like that. And I was like, I don't care what needs, I need, whatever we need to do, I'm ready for, but I can't do it all. So we need to find somebody else to kind of fit in some of these roles. And so yeah. what ended up happening was I gave up audio. I just stopped right. doing it, stopped leading that yeah. team, stopped so I could focus on this whole video side of things, which I knew nothing sure. about. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm going to really miss that. You know, when we have the perfect mix, like, oh, I, wh I what's going to replace that? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I never missed it, I have to say. I, right. Because in, uh, in video, there, there became the perfect mix. There was some other thing that was kind of filling that void. Yeah, those components you could put together for the perfect, I don't know, presentation or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then I moved to lighting, same thing. Like, there, you know, when the <laughs> moment was, you know, what was happening, you're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. But then, yeah, I would say for me, the, yeah, moving through leadership and all that stuff that, okay, this is what the team needs. And then to yeah. even see that, I mean, this is maybe not the right way to say it, but the perfect mix, like seeing yeah. team people gifted doing things together to make something amazing, you know, yeah. that became the perfect mix for me. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Like, you know, like I said, I, I think, I don't know, I wasn't as calculated as that. I think I, I feel to some degree I was always playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. And I was always, I think in, in, and at various times, I was always late to see the transition, yeah. the necessary transition. So I was mixing when I before I realized, hang on, we've got two locations with now six services. Yeah, as good as good as I am as a monitor guy, I'm doing one mix in one location for one service. Right, right. So maybe it's maybe I need to shift my focus towards the the team. Right. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah. That means I need to develop, develop my leadership. How do I gather people? How do I train people? Yeah. Hey, how do I equip people to be able to do that? You know, how do I be able to communicate and articulate in you know, outcomes and standards and, you know, the processes and everything right. else, Ooh. you know, and all that, you know, so, yeah. so then it begins all those questions in the back of your mind. And that's another whole area of thinking that maybe I hadn't thought about before. Right. Right. And so, you know, so that, that, but that has played itself out quite a few times over the, over the, uh, the 15 years. Yeah. You know, I've had to ask myself all the way to where I am now and to what's important and what's needed and what the team needs. And yeah. even though our team is, lab is still at the core, a technology team, our creative technology, audio, video, lighting, there's a different expectation to someone like myself when we have, you know, 30 locations or 32 <laughs> locations in Australia. Uh -huh. You know, it's all of a sudden me being the best tech at anything is not probably the right answer. It's right. not what Cass needs. It's not what um, Brian needs for me. It's not right. what my leadership needs, not what Steve Pippett needs for me. Yeah. You know, it's being able to be coordinate enough of a team that can actually help us move forward in all those 30 locations, which right. in right. itself is a challenge. Well, and I think too, the fact that you have experience, hands-on experience, Yeah. Uh, maybe it's been 10 years or something, but yeah. you, you understand enough. And this is what I sort of felt. I knew yeah. enough about each of the disciplines yeah. to be able to make leadership decisions. Uh, exactly. If right. you put behind, if you put me behind like a grandma lighting console, yeah. it will take me a very long time 
to make I'll something happen, but I can do it. I know I yeah. understand yeah. what needs to happen. I just don't yeah. know the mechanics anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like I'm still an audio guy. I still do you know, like even just practically I'm on the, I'm on the audio roster at the Hills campus, you know, periodically. So I'm still quite, you know, I'm still actively involved in, you know, pushing faders if you want. Sure. It just doesn't take up the bulk of my time and effort. That's right, all. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. And I think too, even, you know, for me to say, I understand what's required. I think it's also, I do production, I do hands-on production work still. And yeah, yeah, it's just so helpful to, okay, this is a Dante network. I should probably understand a little bit how this is working. Yeah. To be, to still be connected to it helps. Yeah. And uh, aids in the conversations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I I guess, I mean, when I hear 32 campuses, I just start thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom what that must be like. (laughs) How do you, how do you, um, and especially talking about audio, but even lighting and video, there's, uh, to get volunteers involved, you know, everybody wants to be creative on some level. And so everybody's got an idea of what it should look and sound like. But obviously there's a look and feel to Hillsong. Uh, yeah. Just from my perspective, there is. How yeah. do you, how do you, how do you get that into everybody's DNA uh, in 32 campuses so they know like, <laughs> hey, it should sound like this. Oh, and it, hey, it yeah. does. Yeah. Well, firstly, not to say we're not, we are certainly not perfect at that yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, like I think we, and I think you said it there, I think we've had to, as we've grown, some of the things that are inherent or some of the things that have become ingrained in me, I guess I've got to be able to articulate and define them. Right. No, knowing them is not good enough because when the new guy shows up, I need to be able to do more than just say the Hillsong way. Like, right. what does that actually mean? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. like, I need to be able to put language behind it, be able to put um, some um, some clear guidelines that help him get to the Hillsong way, yeah, yeah. but it's actually practical practical tools. So it's, be, it's actually begun, and potentially even more so, more challenging is being able to define it, especially when you've been around and you've absorbed it from 15 years of being on, on, on the ground. Right, right. So you get it. Not because, you know, yeah, you get not it. Not in, because you don't the, get it in words or phrases no, or whatever. You just exactly. get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's you've been you. around enough conversations, enough environments, enough in, enough times seeing seeing leadership respond, seeing leadership give direction, her, hearing the language, and so you've picked, you formed this picture, which you call the Hillsong way. Yeah, yeah. And then now, now we're saying we've got a second, third, thirty-two locations, and some of them are you know are hours 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 of flights away. Right. And yeah. so I need to be able to make sure that the guy who is you know however many six seven hours away plane right away you know, actually does get it. Yeah. And so being able to define what matters and what doesn't. Yeah. Because right. I realized yeah. this as well. You know what I mean? Like a thing is, like you said, from the outside looking in, not right right or wrong, you can form values of what, who we are as Hillsong Church. Sure, yeah. The reality is what people see, yes, it is us, but it's only a very, a very small component of us. Right. There is only one Hills campus at, you know, at Hillsong Church. Right. Right. So church does not look like what is mostly seen, you know, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the stream when Pastor Brian's speaking. Now it is still very much us. Right. It is still very much our flagship location and it's so and it's and it is treated as such. But the reality is we've got locations with a few hundred people. We've got loca- you know, and and that is not gonna look like the photos on the videos you see. Sure, right. So what does Hillsong look like in those locations? What we don't what do we value? Right. You know? What should it look you like? Know? Is it moving lights and haze or is it something Exactly. Totally exactly. different based on yeah. the location, yeah. And, that, and I think those are the things I, I call brass values. They're not exactly bad, 
but they're not right. what should be leading the conversation. Right, so haze, right. smoke, lights, this, that, whatever else you want to call amazing. I'm sure if you have them, have them. Yeah. But before you get before you to before you get to that conversation, let's talk about the culture on the team. Let's talk about the fact that hey, we come to be able we come to point our skills and our talents in the same direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That our skills and our talents are um, our contribution in a sense and an offering that yeah. we bring, right? To point them into whatever the direction the leadership has established. Yeah. Let's have those kind of conversations, right? And let's have the conversations about that whatever decisions we make on gear and um, and all that kind of stuff are meant to be made in context of what outcomes are expected, not to not meant to be made based on what we think we love and that would be really cool to have. Sure, right. Know? So in that regard, when we when we're allocating budgets, it's not just about getting as much as I can for me. It's about understanding that the fact that there is a kids program, there's a youth program. Right. There's all these things that the same budget needs to be able to accommodate so i'm yeah. not going to try and get my digital sd5 in a location of 500 or 500 people or 200 people yeah that's fairly short-sighted and fairly selfish of me sure so you know so those kind of things let's yeah, have yeah. those kind of conversations that paint that picture of what matters and the fact that this is we come to serve and then and then we can have a conversation about haze about digital or whatever other console you want right, to get right. about whatever pa you think is amazing about whatever like let's do all that after we've established these fundamental values that we, sure. that, we that, that make us us. Right, right. Yeah. And how, how successful do you feel, and this may be a hard question to answer, but yeah. I mean, do you feel like you guys are hitting home runs in this area of these conversations or? Yeah, well, we're hitting more home runs than we were a while ago. Let's okay. put it this way. Yeah, I think yeah. the whole growth thing has been a growth thing just in terms of we have more locations, but it's been a growth thing for people like myself who, you know, like we said before, um, inherently audio guys who realize that there's leadership needed on this team. Yeah. And so I think when we first started, there was a potential to, there was, we, and not for lack of, you know, not, not because we were, not because we didn't care, obviously we just didn't know better. We right. didn't necessarily yeah, yeah. approach conversations, maybe the best way we could have. And so right. we weren't as, as frugal, we weren't as frugal with the, like what I said, the budget example, you know, sure. the allocation that was, I would dare to say the first few times we did this, we didn't, we didn't, alloc- we didn't do things like budget allocations with enough of a big picture perspective right, right. of what church life needed. Well, and I think I mean? too, it's really hard when you're at the Hills campus where, I mean, budget is a thing that matters and you have to yeah. think about it, but yes. it's less of a thing. <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah to buy exactly. the, the Digico SD7, uh, you, you can do that. And that's part of how yes. you think. And so yeah. then to move into a smaller campus or more of them, we got to replicate yeah. this. Yeah, probably yeah, not the exactly. smartest. Yeah. But even, th- but even then at the Hills campus, you know, which is our flagship and does require more resource from a, from a production perspective, even then we, at this point in time, we still do question the need for why do we need to go to the top tier? We yeah. need to find the thing that does the job. We don't need to go find the best thing. Right, you right. Know? And so letting the need drive the decision rather than going to the top shelf, getting sure. the thing that's the, that's the thing that's kind of currently getting a bit turning heads and then right. getting that in and then hoping to be able to then, yeah, this this will do it. Well, no, if the thing that's on the third tier meets our need, why would we not consider it? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Like what what drives things here? Is it the need that drives us and meeting the need? Or is it just getting the thing that's kind of turning heads right now? Like right. You know, but that's that's a cultural conversation that keep that we need to keep keep alive. Sure, right. You know? Yeah, I think that when people look uh, from the outside in, uh, I would imagine they're feeling like Hillsong's going top tier all the time. I mean, I just oh, gotta yeah. go to a Hillsong United show, you know, in a couple weeks yeah. there in Chicago. Yeah. 
and yeah. be like, oh my gosh, uh, why can't yes. I have all that stuff? And, <laughs> and I know yeah. that that's a different, uh, that's, that's a Hillsong, yes, but it's a different, it's not every week church, it's a different yes. animal, yeah. but it's still yeah. what I see. And I, yes. uh, I yeah. having been at Willow Creek for so many years, I get that, you know, the distinction between yeah. like, I know it says Willow Creek, but that's a different thing than what we're doing. Yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's got to be a hard perception to, to yeah. live down. That you know, it's yeah, doing every week church is different. Yeah, but even then, it's interesting because I know you mentioned the United Show, and yes, it is. You know, it is a, a bit a spectacle in the right way, and it's amazing. Yeah, but even then. That had a lot of back and forth about what was necessary and what wasn't. Yeah. So never even 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 though the outcome may be assessed on its own merit, you've got to understand that the the, the roadmap to the outcome was never just yeah do whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's I think always, it's always yeah. scrutinized. Yeah. You know? And I think, like I said, it's always easier to look at that and say, well, they have yeah. way more resources <laughs> than we do, and we well, do whatever they want. Yeah. But I I also know that. Like if you look at the history, uh, well, I was just talking about my own experience. We're meeting in a high school, setting up and tearing right. down every week. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward 25 years and it's five campuses. And um, right. yeah, it's uh, like all the all pretty great looking equipment and doing great yeah. stuff with it. But it it's all part of a process that, you know, every day you're learning and growing and trying new things that require yeah. more gear. And yeah, it's, it's not just plop down. These no. people can be trusted with all this stuff. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's the thing about these decisions with tech decisions is like you've got to do the thing that works for the team on the ground. Like from if I'm going to be specking a system from the Hills campus for the guy who's for the team of for the for the congregation of 100 people. Yeah. Like what's user friendly? Because I've yeah. got to understand that one of those for some of those midweek meetings, it may be the location pastor who gets up there and has to push those faders. Right, right. So, you know what I mean? So why would I not consider an entry-level console that is so simple yeah. that allows? It's the tool, it's the right tool for the need, not the thing that I think is amazing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that those kind of considerations that are made along the way, I think, have helped. Now, having this done this a few times, we're not perfect, but we're definitely better than we were yeah. you know, when we first begun adding locations. Sure. Now, a uh, question just about uh, campuses, because I think, I mean, at least here in the United States, there's a... Yeah. However many churches there are doing multi-site, there are that many ways of doing it. I mean, the, yeah, there's, there's nobody right. doing it the same. How do you manage the from a, if you're the 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 flag bearer for production yeah. in Australia? How much oversight or control do you have versus the campus have? Like, uh, I mean, you're obviously not in Darwin, Australia, yes. but there's yep. a little campus there that needs something. Like yes. how how detailed is that? So the way it works and is um you know um we've got state like I obviously if I'm 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 responsible for the team across the country and then I've got um the state the state oversights. Yeah. So this is like Norid being one of them. There's yeah, right. few, then there's three others in there who look after the states in there. So those are my key state those are my key people who are report who'd report directly to me. Right, right. And so the guys I'm dealing with across the country. Sure. Now Reed has Reed has about nine, ten locations to yeah. be shortly in, in Queensland. And uh -huh. so that, that, that guys are four and five locations. New South Wales has about eleven at this point as well. Okay. So those guys have then have guys who are local to those more, smaller locations. Right. And so what happens is, you know, for example, like Reed, Reed, yes, he might yes, he might kinda report to me back this back from a creative technology or production perspective uh -huh. but his outcomes and his goalposts and his are set by his state leader 
state pastor. Okay. Right. So in other words, like there's currently a, a project that's underway that that is um that that involves you know his his team and his locations. Sure. I'm more of a resource to him here. Okay. But in terms of the in terms of the goalposts of what's expected in t- for that location, he works locally there. Okay. And he right. consults back. He consults back this way for whatever he needs. Okay. Like right now, he's away for about a month or so. Right. right so right. right, he's away. I've been a little bit more involved in some of the conversations this way. So sure. we more talk about big picture where we're going. He knows he's got resource here. He knows he's got he's got for me or whoever else he needs. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of how we work. So it's a bit of both. It's a bit of, you know, the, some of the, a lot of the goalposts on the ground are set by his local team because right. he's got a local creative pastor, he's got a local campus pastor and right, state okay. pastor there who he liaisons with more, you know, on the ground. But then yep. he's got me here who gets to kind of speak into the big picture where we're going from a creative technology perspective. Sure. In terms of the growth of the team, the general direction of the team, is the team doing what it's, is the team growing quick enough to be able to sustain the growth that we have there? If not, why not? You know, in the choice of gear and the choice of big picture, you know, terms of being able to move forward hey what are we looking at big picture anything else we should be looking at what kind of decisions are we making and how do those decisions intersect with the other state because we doesn't necessarily have as much you know input input or as much um access to what's happening in the other states sure, he knows right. a bit yeah I, I probably know more so my conversation is more about tying out tying everybody together and making sure that we're all speaking the same language that we're all leveraging each other's um um, I guess expertise and experience and where they're at, just coordinating all those efforts to make sure. sure that at least when we hit the ground, we're making decisions properly, both from a technology perspective, you know, team perspective, you know, and we're all in sync. Sure. I sit in central with Cass and Rich Langton. And so they, from a greater creative perspective, they look to me to be their, I guess, their representation within production. Sure. And so then I'll take that, whatever it is that Cass and Rich are, are currently, um, it's currently on their mind. I'll make sure that makes it to those guys and we sure. outwork it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is there anything that is frustrating to you? Like this, just uh, like hearing you talk about the the structure and the all the different campuses and yeah, like it sounds super complicated. I mean, does that ever get old? It's definitely unique. Yeah. Well, it's definitely <laughs> unique. Like, and because it depends how you look at it, it's perspective here. Yeah. I don't want to sound cliche, but it is a matter of perspective. Yeah, From right. one angle, from one angle, you can, it's understandable why somebody would come and say, oh my goodness, how do you, how does Reed report this way and then report this way? How do you report that way and come this yeah. way and then you've got this way? Yeah, I get all that. But if you look at it, I think from a different angle, if you look at the fact that each of these people are, like I said, they're all resources to help you pull off what you need to pull off. Mm-hmm. They're, all, they're all people who are in your corner to help you pull off what you need to pull off. So yeah. it's, they're not competing they're not competing agendas. They're not competing outcomes that you're trying to you're trying to reconcile. They're just people who, in there who, yes, we all if if we legitimately do want the same thing, mm-hmm. if we do, and it sometimes sometimes it takes a while to actually get on the same page. With that I'll be honest with you, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not magical, right? <laughs> but you know, if we're all on the same page, then it does work. Yeah, yeah. But it does take a very concerted effort from people like myself to make sure that our team is actually facing the same direction as all the way ultimately up to Pastor Brian. Sure, right. I think the times where we've had conflict or even just uh, even just differences in, um, in in where the goalposts are or and all that kind of stuff, it's had to do more with the fact that maybe at some point that I got out of sync with what was expected of the team. Sure, And okay. so I, be- I began tracking on one trajectory, you know, and woke up when I made a thing. I'm not, a, that's the reason we're having tension is because I'm really not pointing the same direction. Right, right. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't want to oversimplify it, but yeah, I yeah. do think it is, it is doable, but it is, it does take a very, very deliberate effort to try yeah. and point yourself in the direction that your leadership is going. 
Yeah, I think that's so uh, such an interesting way of saying that because I think there's it's real easy for a tech person. I mean, I've put myself in the category over the years of why doesn't anybody understand what we're doing or, you know, fighting for my territory or, you know, just kind of pushing back yeah. against the direction that the church wants to go. And part of it is I do need to speak yeah. into those things like, hey, I have concerns about this or I mean, all that's a part of it. But yeah. to be uh, yes. in my spirit, I'm not I'm not being a team player. I'm not I don't want to point in the same direction, you know, but yeah, yeah that so much of the tension exists from exactly. I want to do this and you want me to do that and uh, I'm not I don't want to talk to you about it or you should just and, know. And the, yeah. Exactly. And the thing is as well like you know with like if I sit in a conversation with Cass for example, right? So she holds me accountable for some, you know, for the CT elements that are of creative. I need to assure her in my language, in the way I respond, in the actions I take, that I've got her back and I understand what she's, what her goal is and her vision is for this team. Right, right. I think there's a problem with me taking taking my out. Take, there's a problem with me approaching a conversation with Cass, for example, in in, in the, from an angle of, hey, this is not going to help me. This is not going to help us. It's going to hurt me. Like I think that there's a problem in that. Sure. I think there's. I think if I take my, if the stance that I take in a conversation with Cass, whether I agree with maybe everything, but if the stance that I take into a conversation, even when it, it is more going, okay, Cass, what are you trying to pull off here? So you've got this idea. Okay, great. Let's have a conversation. Yes, we may need to go back and forth in terms of the in the logistics, the budgetary requirements, and everything else. Right. But I need you to know that I've got your back in terms of this, and I'm not trying to pull this thing off over here. I don't have this separate to do list. Right. That, that I gen- that I generated on my off my own back. Yeah. That I'm hoping you'll you'll get on board with. Right. It right. doesn't work that way. Sure. I get on board with what you're doing, and I generated my to do lists based on that. Yeah. And that's a big thing because it, it takes it takes a stance of, hey, how can I help you? Right. Right. That's the default stance before we have any conversation about timelines, budgets, outcomes, we have t- um, um, expectations on team. You know, con- conversations about gear and everything else. I need Cass to have the assurance that hey, Mush is on Mush is on the same page with me, on my side, yeah. and let, now let's have whatever conversations we need to have. Now, did uh, is that something that just has always been in place, or is that something you had to grow into that realization that she needs to know I've got her back? Yes, that's hundred percent one of the things that I like, you know going back to to my previous um previous what I was saying before is that yeah. is I've had to grow that I've had this is the realization of going hang on. Like I said, you know, maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe my skills as an engineer, I've, I've, I've now have gone from position one to position three, four, five, whatever. Uh-huh. Because what's needed now, what's a position one? Position one is leadership. Position one means getting alongside Cass and being able to draw, being able to, uh, to kind of, I guess, look at what she's after, get behind her and find out what she needs from me at this point. Yeah. Right, so it it's not it hasn't always been there, but it's the realization of that was probably the first step. Then I had to realize what does Cass care about? What is she does she you know what does she need from me right now? Right, and so I had to generate those questions and then answer them, and that's sure. a journey in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, right. You know? And is that you know? something that you had uh, you and Cass had a few tough conversations? Where I think yeah, I think it, it there was even before the tough conversation, there was just I think there was mismatches that told me something we're not in sync here. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd make, I would, you know, I would either make a decision 
confidently in one direction only to realize that that has nothing to do with what she was thinking. And I go, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. What am I missing? Or, or like you said, or even worse, oh, Cass, you're not seeing this my way. Or oh, Cass, yeah. how come you're not seeing this? You know? Yeah. And so I'd want to take that angle. And then, and then, I, then I think, I can't remember what the trigger point was, but I think a, a few of those. And I, the, the, reality, the funny thing is, but I had the best intentions. I wasn't doing this maliciously. Right, I just right. was not in sync. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And so I, did, I would do this. I would make a decision or take a certain, um, certain stance on something confidently and then realize that I was out of sync with her. And I go like, man, what is she seeing that I'm not? Or what's going on here? Why are we, why, you know, and all that. Yeah. And then I began to, then I, the more I engaged her in conversation and the more I chose to be able to kind of go back and say, hey, what did I miss here? And just kind of in a sense, honestly, I had to humble myself and actually go, yeah. <laughs> hang on, maybe I'm just not seeing this the way I should. And so that's influencing my decisions. Yeah. Maybe I should, maybe, maybe in this season, I should just take a while to just understand what matters to Cass. Yeah. What she sees, what she's looking at, and what she cares about for the future. Yeah. Before I make any more decisions on anything, maybe I just need to sort that out first. Yeah, and ever since that's happened, I'm not saying it's perfect because sometimes yeah, I do, yeah. I do, you know. I, but but even then, I can fa- I can confidently have carry a conversation with anybody and make a decision, knowing that it is something that Cass would endorse. Sure, yeah, I mean, because I, think, I I've learned to 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 think like she does. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, that's really interesting. I um, yeah. I when I was uh, an audio engineer, my uh, the 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 arts uh, person at the church. Yeah. He would come back during rehearsal. I would be mixing or something and he would come back and say, I need more bass guitar and I can't hear the the other vocalists. You know, I can yeah. hear the lead but not the other vocalists. And yeah. I just didn't like the way that sounded, you know, turn those things yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> or not not so much I didn't like it, it's just not what I heard. You know, I didn't right. need to hear it that way. Yeah. Anyway, so then uh, it got to the point where he would just kind of turn around and I would change the mix. You know, he would just kind of look at me and I'm like, all right, more bass, more vocals. <laughs> more this, more that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, I noticed at a certain point, I just stopped, he'd stopped coming back there um, because I had learned this is what is required. And I now I'm thinking this way. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It was such it's, a revelation. A yeah. Right. You know? and, the, and this is why, like, you know, going back to what I was saying before, it's like, it's, it's important for our teams to understand that when you come and you say yes to that roster position or whatever it is you're doing, yeah, that's uh, that is you saying here is my skill and I'm offering it to you know to this cause for us right. it's our it's Hillsong Church yeah and so that means that my expertise is here to out to outwork a vision that exists and not one that I'm generating for myself sure right yeah and that's so that stance and that that stance of service is at the core of who we are. Right. And so you can be as skilled as you want as long as your skills are pointing in the right direction. You can right. be as right. you no, know, you can be incredible. You can to be honest, you can have you can you can even question why how some of the things work. It's not about just being compliant, blindly compliant. It's, right. That's not the point. Sure. The point is like even when I have a tough conversation and you want to challenge something, the, the what I want to know is that you've got the best interest of this of the cause at heart. So let's if you're going to challenge me or challenge the I'll, I'll do it by all means. Yeah, right. But come when I want to know where you're coming from is in a place where you want to serve and you want to get this thing moving in the right direction. Right, right. And then we can have whatever conversation we need to have. Sure. Yeah. The challenge becomes uh, if it's headed in the same direction that we're moving in versus something that your own agenda that. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's so interesting too. The I often think about this, the idea that God created tech people and 
platform people, let's just divide them that way. It's just so different. You know, the things that exist in my mind that matter when I'm approaching a service are totally different than the people uh, on the other side. And so much of that can feel like conflict, like we don't see this the same way. And so we're butting heads, but really we're we're approaching the same problem or challenge yeah. from different directions. Yes. And so to be able, for me, it was a big moment to say, you know what? The arts, uh, my arts uh, boss, the creative is never going to think about this, what we're talking about the way I do. Never. Yeah, that's right. And that's the way God made it. That yes. was his idea that we need both yeah. of us. And so even just that realization that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm coming at this totally different and that's the way it's supposed to be. But not, yeah. to, not to look at it as conflict or how come you don't understand me. It's like, no, yeah. this is how it's supposed to be. Exactly. It's, it's a whole, I mean, it's, it sounds over simplistic, but I've yeah. used this a few times. But I say like, like a car doesn't run off five gearboxes and no wheels. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you need the gearbox, the wheel, the door, the st- like, like you need all the value because when they come together, you get a car that goes somewhere. Right, right. Like, you know, but if we stand here saying this, we need five more gearboxes. We don't need the wheels because the wheels don't look like a gearbox. Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Great. Let me know how you go with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a you know, simple, very simple. And now it's a very elementary analogy, but it's a very accurate analogy. Sure. Like we yeah. We need everybody else because when you come together, I can allow you to be you because I know we're all, are the, when, when we all connect, we'll get somewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the thinking behind it. But if I've got to know at the core of that, I found that before we get to talking about the mechanics of anything, there's got to be this cultural value that sits underneath us that says, I'm in your corner, you're in yeah. my corner, we're yeah, about yeah. the same thing, let's do this. Yeah. And then we can be different on top of that. And then we can do our thing. And then we can have, we can question, we can, we can ask tough questions and have right. tough conversations because I'm not... None of these is an indictment on you as a person. It's just more us going, how can we make this better? Right, right. And there's room for, there's room for a tough conversation if I know if you know I've got your back and, right, if, right. and vice versa, you know? Would you, uh, what would you say, I mean, uh, just uh, advice to someone who feels like uh, they're, the person they're reporting to doesn't have their back or they yeah. don't feel like they have their back or, I mean, how do you, uh, is there... Yeah, I, maybe you said it already, you know, the when you said, you know, I just yeah. had to humble myself. I mean, that's a tough uh tough thing to do, but maybe that's as that's as simple as yeah. it gets that there's a part of this that yeah. you have to humble yourself and approach the the relationship, not wish somebody else would humble themselves and approach the relationship. I found I found this is something that I've maybe the last 6 months. I've thought about that. I've just been able to at least maybe articulate it a bit more clearly, but I get thinking. I think for my like now, this is my exa- example for me. I've asked myself, what's more important for me to be right or for me to be in unity? Hmm. So, what's more important like, for, for for us? Is it to, for me? It's for me to get my point across for us to be in unity. Yeah. Then the whole going back to her, the whole idea of being humble is sometimes humility means that even if I know I'm right, <laughs> even if they will, you know, because because the thing is. Our leadership is then they never present themselves as perfect and they never say they're perfect. Yeah. Right. But we want to think they are, which is why, you know, and, 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 and so that's why we want to question when they, when something doesn't, something doesn't go quite as, as it should, we want to question it. Yeah. And go, oh, but even then, even when then, even the, when they're not, even the, when you were right and they're not right, how you approach the conversation after that, 
I think is what either diffuses or escalates the situation. Right, right. Right? So I'd say this, like, even like you're saying, you know, if, if there's somebody who feels like there's a disconnect of somebody who's like, I don't even know if you care about me, let alone whatever. I would say, man, now there's no silver bullet. Let's just be honest sure. with it. There's no, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's be honest about that. But I would say to you, hey, drop the whole idea of trying to make a point. Right. Drop the idea of just trying to make sure you're understood and make it you're right. How about you try and understand the person, even if you're right and they're wrong? Right, right. How about you be the person who takes the higher road? The higher road is not a high horse. It's different. The yeah. higher road is just going, hey, yeah, sure, I may be right, but I'm going to try and understand this because I can guarantee this. In most cases, the leader is not sitting there maliciously trying to do something right. detrimental. Yeah. There's probably something that they don't know or perspective they haven't seen yet, but you need to kind of humble yourself, right? De-escalate the, whatever the situation is. Right, right. Right? Create some level of amicable playing, um, um, an environment that you guys can talk about this and then start from there. Yeah. That is for what two things. It is not quick. Yeah. And it is, yeah. And it does not guarantee anything. Yeah, and yeah. That's the thing, oh, about, that's the, that's the yeah. thing about all this. Yeah. You could do all these things. Yeah. Right? That's and not so guarantee any level of outcome. So you've got to know that I could do all these things and I could end up in a worse spot. There's no guarantee. Yeah, yeah. But this is where the God factor comes in. Yeah, yeah. And where for me as a person, if I'm in if I'm in an environment where this is a situation that I'm not being able to get around or get through, it just doesn't seem to be getting better. I need to be able to, to at some point go, go, God, you've got this, right? Yeah. And so I'm here to bring what I bring and I'm going to keep doing that and I'm going to trust you to keep me humble, but I'm going to trust you with this situation. Give, if it's wisdom I need, give me wisdom. If it's beyond me and what I'm able to do, that's fine too, but God help me solve this. And that's a stance that maybe is not as common in our world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And maybe it should be more common because reality is it's way more than I know we think pragmatically, that's kinda of how we're wired and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. We need we need it. But it is it is it is a bit more than that. Or actually yeah. it's quite a lot more than that. Yeah. And there needs to be room for that as well. Right, right. So do what you need to do. Be pragmatic, be be the bigger person if you need to be in terms of a relationship and a conversation. But at the same time, if you can't if it's beyond you and what you're able to do. That's fine too. Just trust God with it. Yeah. You know? I think the even just the idea that uh, I could try to make my point, I could try to be right all the time, I could try and push my agenda. That's one yeah. way. The other way is to humble myself, do what I can. How can I, what can I do differently in this relationship? How could I, uh, yeah, surrender my, what feels right to me to the better of the whole team, which might yeah. also might not work out. But I guess I would say, hearing you talk, uh, the first way, there's no win there. None. Yeah. You will never win. The other way, okay, it might not work. And it it's definitely you're opening yourself up a little bit more to yeah. being hurt. But the, there's a chance that something yes. will happen there. And that yes. God can show up in that moment. Yeah. Uh, in the other person's life, in your relationship, in the situation, whatever. Uh, the other way is all you trying to control it, which... Yeah, this is a dead end, always. Yeah, and the thing is, and that's why, I f- and again, this is something that I've, is a, a very attached to a personal story, to a personal, my personal journey is that how wrapped up I am in my role always dictates how wrapped up I am in the outcome of a certain situation. Yeah. In other words, if I find myself overly wrapped up in how an out- how conversation and outcome goes, I've 100% of the time, <laughs> I've got to step back and find out how wrapped up is I am in, as, as a person 
in the outcome of this. Yeah. Like, you know, am I, am I hoping this thing goes this way because then now I'll be validated? Yeah. 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 Because I've got to be able to step back and go, this could go one of two ways. And if either way, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because yeah. I was, because I was, my identity was never wrapped up in how that goes. Now, I hope it goes in the way that actually helps us reconcile if that's what's needed. Right. Right. But if it doesn't, Am I okay to keep bringing what I bring and to keep doing what God's called me to do? Yeah. And if I'm not, then now that now I put the spotlight back on myself because maybe there's more to be done in me than it is in the situation. Right, right. And that's a big call. That's a big, big, big thing conversation yeah. to have with yourself, right? Yes. Because that has nothing to do with the situation. This is all you now, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, great. That's interesting. So like, it's 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 huge. But again, this and this is the kind of, this is and so for us, you know, we talked about culture a little bit there, but this is the yeah. kind of thing that I need to be able to teach to be able to kind of make sure it makes its way across our team because yeah. you know we're as a team we're here to get behind um predetermined outcomes and predetermined um expectations and we come around that and sometimes that involves maybe doing things that maybe we oh this could have been done better and yeah maybe it could have been yeah but between if you don't have a platform to be able to communicate that in uh, um at a leadership level can you get behind something that's not your vision? Right. Can you get behind something that maybe you didn't design and you and actually give it and actually give it life? Yeah, give it, see it through. Yeah, without without an attitude that, that that's that's just toxic all the way. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Can I you think adopt something else. Yeah, to me, I feel like when we're doing the thing that I said wouldn't work, uh, yeah. or I said I don't think this is a great idea, and you see it going down. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's something about. Uh, you know, my knee jerk reaction is like, I, I mean, I said this was going to happen and, you know, look, yeah. look, it did, but I learned over time, uh, a failure that I predicted, uh, this may be a simple way of saying it. If I said, I don't think this is a great idea. And then here are my reasons. And then to see it kind of happen that way, that's a huge trust building activity between me and the leader to, yes. for that leader to know, oh, Todd said this wasn't going to work and look, it didn't. Maybe I yeah. should listen a little more next time. But yeah. if I get in there and say, I told you this was going to happen, I've totally destroyed that opportunity for exactly trust right. being built. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like listen, even if you are right, yeah. do you make sure everybody knows you're right and everybody knows that you you right from the start and you should have done this? Yeah. Or do you come alongside as an actual team player and go, okay, cool. That didn't quite go, hey, you know, let's let's look at how we do this next time. Right, let's right. have a conversation. And actually, there's nothing about highlighting where you were wrong and where that person was wrong and where you were right. That right. makes nothing makes no sense. Yeah, builds yeah. nothing. And to be honest, even as a person, builds nothing in terms of your credibility, in terms of your um, the trust and the relationship. Right. Does nothing. Yeah. You know. And I think too, even in those moments, realizing that I need to uh, say, okay, here are my concerns. You're telling me when you want to do it anyway. I'm going to give it everything. Like I'm going to, I'm not yes. going to halfway do this. I'm going to go, I'm doing it the best I can yes. and then watch it, you know, okay, it's not going well. All right. But we, tr we worked as hard as we could and it still didn't work. And I even warned you. Yeah. There are so many things there that as a tech, normal stereotypical tech person, I'm going to blow that thing up. Uh, you know, yeah. with, I told you so and blah, 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 or yeah. I'm going to do it halfway. And you know, so I just don't want to do this. Thing, like if, going back to my, the, the, the the dynamic that myself and Cass have, if she makes a decision that, I'm, that necessarily wasn't on my, you know, like I don't necessarily endorse as a 
an idea that came from me. Yeah. If she's, uh, as the leader, has made the call at the end of the conversation and go, we're doing this way. If I walk out of that and she's still questioning whether or not that I'm in or not, right. that is on me. Yeah, yeah, right. Regardless of whether or not it's my idea or not, I need to walk out of that conversation, that meeting, having given her the confidence that I've got this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, it wasn't my idea. And yes, we debated as to why, whether or not it was the right or wrong idea. Right. But you made the call. And because you did, I, I will leave you no doubt that I am behind you and yeah. I will do this 100%. I will own this as, in, as though it was my idea. Yeah. If, she, if I walk out of there and she's going, oh, man. I think he sort of got it. I think he sort of doesn't. I yeah. think he might back this. I think he might not. I'm, that's on me. I need sure, to give yeah. her that kind of confidence. Right. You know? And it's it doesn't, uh, if your leader is thinking that about you, yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors for the next time. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right, you know? <laughs> and so you, you think, you, you, take a, you take all those kind of conversations and you, you imagine that those are the kind of things that I find myself in right now as, in, in, as a leadership, leadership position. That's the world I find myself in more than anything else, yeah, right? Yeah. And so pushing of the faders, whilst I need people to do that, that where, where I'm sitting right now is probably not the necessary thing, but I yeah. just need to make sure that that, that whole attitude and that culture makes its way to the person in Darwin, right. you know? Yeah. And that's the challenge that I have, you know? That's the, challenge, that's the conversations we have with Reed, for example, about, yeah. hey, for the volunteer who is six months into the whole world of Hillsong Church, but all of a sudden is responsible for a team. Yeah. Do they have everything they need to be able to get this across the line, not just from a delivering the mix perspective, but right. from do they actually carry who we are? Right. You know? Yeah, that and the carrying who you are, that's the hard, that's really the hardest. Uh, not yeah. hard, but yeah, it's the ch- it's a challenge. It's difficult. It's it's um you know, it's uh, it's not uh, you're not writing it down, and you know, just follow these rules, and you're good. Yeah, because yeah. it's because people are involved, and That's every right. situation is different, and yeah, just it's complicated. Exactly right. Yeah, right. If it's easy, every uh, church would have 32 locations around Australia. <laughs> yeah, and it's not perfect. And that's why yeah. I think like these conversations like with yourself, you know, like who is not necessarily in the Hillsong world, but you're in, you know, in the church world in a different capacity. Yeah. Or even just in any world, really. About, like it's just these conversations are important because I, do, I think the perspective shifts that we all gain from hearing each other's, each other's contributions are actually quite critical. Yeah. Actually, I think they're quite vital, which is why I love, like, I love what you're doing. And I think the conversation that I, the, I know you, you, the conversations that are generated by what, you know, like, like the Philo movement, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you've got the conference, but I would imagine it's 12, 12 months of the year. There's potentially conversations that are quite pivotal that happen by that, f- around that community that have probably shaped people quite significantly in certain direction. And that is so vital. Yeah. You know, I think these conversations, whoever else, because they help us grow and broaden our perspective. Yeah. You know, I'll sit here and go, man, Todd's done this a few more, like, oh, from a different angle. Okay. That sparked something in me. I'm going to go think about this a little bit, you know, and vice yeah. versa, hopefully. Sure. And, yeah, and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. But, yeah. I think so much of what we're, t- what we talk about is the, the idea of trying to make technical artists more effective. That's kind of our goal. But the yeah. end goal is so that our churches are more effective. 100%. And you know what? Um, you know, learning to push faders in a different way, super important. Yeah. But there's a million ways to learn that, some better than yeah. others. Yes. But to me, the the idea of calling people to right relationship with Christ and right relationship with others, that to me is the ball game. I mean, I, I, when I look at my own journey, yeah, I, I learned some tech stuff. I, 
that's what I was doing. I needed to, but the 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 growth and the the movement of God in my own life came from relationships and trust and building those things yeah. uh, that have nothing to do with uh, how I light something. Can I be honest with you? Like when you know, like I said, you know, we fast forwarded through my fifteen year journey, yeah. and all, you know, and all that. But the times where I felt like the world was caving in in terms of whether, whether, whether I want to call it the workload or this expectation or just the gap between or questioning whether or not I was or wasn't good enough. Sure. Every time I, every time I had one of those moments where I was questioning that, looking, again, it's always hindsight, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, hindsight. Yeah, yeah. But I can look back and there was, the gap was never in my ability. The gap was, the gap that I had allowed to open up was in all these intangible things that right. I had somehow neglected because I thought the work was too much yeah. and I needed to do the work. Yeah. Right. And so the deficiency I had left myself with was a deficiency in my walk with God, but deficiency with myself and where things are with myself as a father, as a husband. You know, it's those things that I had yeah. been, you know, had, had degenerated. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, fi- and then the outcome, the, out- the outcome of that was this, this, this thing here on the surface in terms of my work output. But I had gone and began questioning my work output. What needs to happen here? I need to fix this. My capacity needs to grow. You know, um, maybe, maybe I'm not the right. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not the right person. Yeah. Or where you know, all this stuff, or maybe the problems over there somewhere. There's too much being expected of me. Right, right, yeah. Like that's kind of address the problem in this language here. Interesting. But the reality is, when I paused long enough to be able to look at exactly what's going on, I could trace it every single time. I could trace it back to one of these more intangible things over here, yeah. and fundamentally going back to my walk with God. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And so that's what for, for me, like as a leader now, I'm going the conversations I'm having with with the guys. I'm going like, cool, man, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you about the project all day long. And that's cool. But I yeah. also want to have a conversation with you about where you're at as a Christ follower. If you're married as a husband, if you've got kids as a father, yeah. if you like, you know, if you're a student, where are you at as a student? Hey, where are you at with your finances? Do you have a plan? Hey, where right. are you at with your physical well-being? Like, you know, what I mean, because I yeah. think we, we realize these things when neglected long enough, they do speak directly into this thing that we say we care about. Right, here, right. Yeah. These outcomes, you know? Yeah. We, may not, we may not directly see the correlation, but it is there. And it, I think it's my job to be, able to, to be able to draw parallels with how this world works on, the, on one side with how this actually plays out, yeah. you know? And the questions of capacity and the questions of too much work or not enough or whatever else are generally just indications of maybe deficiencies on, on the other side. Right. Generally, yeah. 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 You know? so true. That's a big call. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so many of us uh, as tech people, it's easy to kind of fill the void with more work and yes, that's not the answer. <laughs> nope. And, nope. and I would say too, I, you know, again, coming back to this idea that, you know, the, our pastors, our creative people, they don't know really what is involved in what we do to begin with. So they don't really know what we're asking. They don't know, how much it's going to take. And they don't know that what they're asking is going to take you all night to complete. But because you're feeling a little bit insecure, you're going to work all night to get it done versus saying, hey, can we look at this a new way, uh, you know, to enter the relational part of it? Um, Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. way way harder. That all that soft stuff is too difficult. <laughs> oh, it, it yeah. is because, but that's that's what it's in, like. That's a perfect example. If like you know the whole idea of too much work, 
I can on one angle I can just kill it myself and get it done. Yeah. Or I can develop an, a, a develop a platform that allows for a conversation with my leader about hey, what are we trying to pull off here? Yeah. yeah can we yeah. take the, can we take a different ha- angle on this? Right. Right. You know. And on a personal level, hey, this is going to take me all night. You know. Now, if we need to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. That's yeah. Not a problem. Right. I'll yes, do it. That's totally. what but do we is is this an instance where we it, is it, for what it is? Is this yeah. something that warrants me breaking my back over it? Yeah. Or is this something that maybe we can do a little bit differently? Sure. You know? Or is it? Yeah. Is this just a nice idea or a half? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, but that takes those you know, intangible and the soft skills to be able to have a dialogue in, that's productive enough. Yeah. To be able to not to be able to not alienate yourself, like as the guy who doesn't want to do anything, or the guys who's too hard to work with, or the right, guy who's right. just a mountain to climb every time you've got to come to you, because you don't want that either. Right, you, know, you right. want to be the guy who's I'm in your corner and I'm here to pull off anything you want. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. and so when we do have a conversation about maybe um, taking a different direction, it's not it's not me saying I don't want to do this. I'm just trying to make things better, but I'm also trying to keep things a little bit more sensible. Right, you know? right, yeah. And I think too, trust is a two-way street. And I know I spent a lot of my more frustrating years wishing more people trusted me. Why don't people trust me? Why don't they believe what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, and, right. And, but I wasn't necessarily trusting them. You know, <laughs> right, right. yeah, just like, uh, I mean, I spent so many years just wishing people would get me and yeah, I had right. no interest in getting anybody, <laughs> if I were honest. That's uh, funny. And at some point, I just realized this isn't really getting me anywhere. And so I should yeah. probably, yeah. What can I do here? Oh, I'll uh, I'll say hello first, or I'll take someone up for coffee. Yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think no amount of like it's, yeah. The real like, and maybe some of these things get more. Um, they get highlighted further when you get bigger and the expectations grow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you, I think you can get away with a level of dysfunction when there's not as much expected of you and sure, there's right. not too much pressure. Yeah. But when the pressure gets applied, I guess I think there's less room for those things to kind of hide away. I think right. those yeah. you know, the pressure points get you the, the situations find your pressure points and they push you to a certain place and all of a sudden there's this thing that you're like, Oh, geez, I didn't see that coming. It's like, right. Well, yeah, it was there the whole time. You just <laughs> yeah. never had to deal with it. Yeah, now you, you know what I mean? Yeah, we have two or three campuses instead of one. Yeah. yeah that we, exactly. that, that thing is popped up. Yeah. Exactly. Now this thing that was just a little little just little you know, a little yeah. snarky comment on the side is become a full blown attitude problem. Right, you know, right. like or oh, whatever the case may be, because now we're the pressure's on. Right. You know? And so being able to keep a, keep tabs both both on a personal level but even at a team level on those kind of things that you know, because now the thing is I've got to be able to trust that our team going to meetings, right? Yeah. They represent us. Right. They yeah. represent me and they represent Steve Pepper. They represent anybody else, right? In the way I would hope they do, right, right. That we're there with a with with a, with a, we're there with a tone that says I'm here to help, right, right. We're there with we're, we're not sitting in the corner highlighting every mistake. We're not sitting in the corner telling you why not. We're not sitting in the corner trying to you know waiting waiting to tell you it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, right, no, right. No, we're there to we're there to actually get behind whatever you're after, right, right. You know? And I've got to trust that, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, it's uh, it's the the to enter into something with trust. And humility, there are no guarantees. Nope. Uh, but again, the opposite is there's a guarantee. It's not going to end well. It's not I mean, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
Oh man, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, I'll keep, quick, can I ask you a question as well? Like, sure, with yeah. Your, like, as far as because you you have this dialogue, you know, quite frequently with people, whether it's in the conference or just you know day to day, month to month. Yeah. What do you what, give me some of the common threads you're seeing in terms of being a, from a church perspective, good and bad? Like, what sure, are you seeing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just at a church this weekend and they're kind of, they're in the growing pains of, they're adding campuses. They're seeing that this is kind of maybe the way to keep growing the church. And yeah, yeah the production person has kind of, they've only had to think about the, the one campus and how big that team needs to be. And now yeah. it's expanding beyond that. And there's you know, the expectation of, well, the, you know, the gear that we need for the big campus, we don't need for the small campus. And, yeah. and leadership saying, do we really need to spend this much money? And yeah. Yeah, the tech person saying, I'm, I'm already working too many hours. And you know, it just, it's, yeah. it's that every step along the way for me personally has been kind of that moment, like we're all kind of in this same spot. Yeah, right. Uh, not that, I mean, some people it's, it's, it's uh, toxic for others. You know, they're working through it and trying to come out the other side. But I think the people who gravitate towards ministry in the area of production tend to be quiet and, uh, yeah. you know, feel like oh, I'm very responsible, so I'm going to get it done. I don't want to let the team right. down, so I'm not going to say anything. Right. Um, and then uh, every now and then you have uh, one or two people that, that bubble up to the surface that think more holistically and leadership wise. And even yeah. uh, because a smaller church needs somebody that's going to execute, not yes. somebody who's going to necessarily yes. lead. Um, yes. And so in a smaller church, you just have this tension of, we got a lot of stuff to do and we really wish you would lead these people, uh, you know, as right. volunteers. And those that doesn't always go together. And yeah. like you said earlier that, you know, on some level, it's easier for me to just jump in and get the thing done because I can. Yeah. It's right here in front yeah. of me versus I'm going to bring somebody along. I'm going to train them up. I'm, and so, you know, the, the difference is you, for Hillsong to function in the creative technology area, you have to do something differently. Like yes. it's in front of you. Yeah, kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. Versus <laughs> if it was one campus, you're like, you really should develop more audio volunteers. Yeah. Well, you know, I can do this and I'm really good at it and I love it. Uh, and the we'll band loves me doing it and we're good. Yeah. 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 Um, but to then expand beyond that, you're like faced again that, you know, you the thing that wasn't maybe quite right is now staring you in the face because you have to do something. Yeah, um, right. And so I think, I, I think that's, I don't know if that's happening everywhere, but I know when I went, so I was, I was in a church in Michigan, in Detroit, and I felt like, wow, we got these challenges and problems and I'm learning all this about trust and relationship and all this stuff. And then when I moved over to Willow Creek, I wasn't totally naive, but I felt like, you know, they probably have their junk together. So this is going to be great. And then I got there and it was the exact same thing. And yeah, I thought right. if two churches that are fairly, uh, you know, not small, uh, they're yeah. doing a lot are having these same issues. Yeah, it's probably happening everywhere to some yeah. degree. And so, yeah, I think it's the challenge. Uh, and I think the relationship between creatives and technical artists, it's its a new dynamic in the church, uh, you know, in the last mm. 10 or 15 years, it's a new yeah. thing. And so yeah. I think a lot of churches are still trying to figure out how do we, how does, how should this work? Whereas yeah, right. I think, you know, in uh, to take the Hillsong United example, you're in arenas, and you're setting out, you're loading in, loading out, and you have a, you, it requires a certain level of production. And so, you know, yeah. I got to find the good people and hang on to them for our thing to go well. Whereas yes. I think in a, the local church, they go to the Hillsong United. They say, well, well you, we need you to do this. And it's just, it's our right as the church to have great production. And so just get it done. 
instead of what they saw at the Hillsong United is a cultivating of great talent and, uh, you know, pulling the great people together and helping each other. It's not just about check the box, great production. You know, we deserve (laughs) this. It just doesn't work that way. That's Um, decades of building. Right, right. And no it's, yeah, it's just when you're Hillsong United and you're selling, you're selling tickets to an event, you got to pay for that thing. And so yeah. it's not just let's, how cheaply can we do this production <laughs> thing? It's like, it's got to be good so that we sell enough tickets to pay for the, you know, the, yes. the bus yeah. and the semi yeah. and all the gas yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Whereas in the church, it's like, well, we want it to be like that. And what's the cheapest way we can get that done? Yeah. So yeah. It's just, it's a different mentality for sure. But um. Anyway, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think what. So what? In terms of like, like, and this is, I love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Like your thoughts on closing the leadership gap and the technical gap. Like, what? What's either one your journey or what, what, when you're having these conversations? What's your approach to be able, like you said, you know, I need you to lead the team. I also need you to deliver the weekend service. Right. Right. right yeah. So, see, what's your conversations like with in, in your in your circles about closing that gap? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh, it comes down to the honest relationships with uh, with leadership to say this is what you're asking requires this, and there's a gap of like if we're going to develop people, we need to step away from that you know, one half a step to, so we can start developing people. Like yeah. if we're saying it has to be perfect every week or whatever. Yeah. So even in this example from this past weekend, yeah, uh, challenging the church leadership to say, Hey, if this is what you want, the way it's going to happen is by us developing people for us to yeah. develop people. We need uh, an understanding of what that looks like and what it means. And that developing someone is more important than a moment of feedback in the service. Now, do we want feedback? No. No, we don't. Yeah. But we will We will have it if we're about developing people. And so I think, yes. um, yeah, to me, that leadership gap, it, it part of it is uh, an honest conversation with leadership. But the other part of it is I think a lot of churches are hiring uh, the ones that can afford to hire a tech person. They're hiring somebody who can, who's been faithful at doing the task. Mm, yeah. Not necessarily somebody that can lead people. And so yeah. I think there's, to me, it feels like there's a huge gap of people who understand the technology who can actually lead. Yeah. I mean, even thinking about, again, the Hillsong United example, I mean, there's only a few yeah. people that can pull off something like that, lead a yeah. team, understand the all the technical yeah. information and, and yeah. still have yeah. a great event. Um, I mean, yeah. the same exists in church, but... I think, yeah, a lot of churches are hiring someone who's really great at the task. Yeah. And maybe and should never be leading it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a very real conversation because that's exactly where we're at now. It's like we, you know, at, at 32 locations in Australia, when you, have a, when you have an opportunity to hire somebody, what do you, who are you going to hire? Right, right. Now, the holy grail is somebody, the person who can lead and also gets every bit of technology in the room. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Right. That's the holy grail. Yeah. Chances are those guys don't come kind of ready, ready made off, right. off, the, off the street. Yeah. So making the decisions as to where you hire and this, what the smart hires are for us. Yeah. You know, you know, and that's and for any church that's got either multiple locations or got um, can only have one person on staff. Who are you gonna have? Yeah. You know, yeah. and all the rest of that. I think if there's one thing, and this is, it's such a balancing act because on one hand, like I've, you know, Pastor Brian's been very clear about. You, you you get the heart. You want, I want the heart. That's a non-negotiable. Right, right. You, I need somebody who is on board with what we're about. Yeah. You know? 
I can teach everything else. Now yeah. coming on, that's that's great for the volunteer. Coming right. on staff is different because I do need you to be able to do a certain job, especially if you're gonna be one guy. Right, right. You know, you, you can't just be a really nice guy, but you also <laughs> just can't be. You know, yeah, but I mean, being just good be at the ta- yeah, being good at the task is sort of. I mean, doing excellent work as a production person is sort of the ticket in. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, so if you're not exactly. doing that, yeah, you could be the best leader in the world, but. If, you can, if yeah, the thing's exactly. not getting done, who cares? Yeah. Then who cares? Yeah. So that's the, the holy grail is the person who is a, who can lead and interact uh, relationally, but also go gather the people. Yeah. You know, and that's the journey. Like a lot of us here in Sydney are finding, or even just across Australia, are finding ourselves having to make, and Reid would say the same thing, because he's quite tech, even more technical than I am. Uh-huh. But he's realized that that may not be his, you know, that the, the gap now exists in his ability to be able to lead and manage and uh-huh. grow, grow teams. Because he's, and that's, but the realization is one thing. Second, yeah. then the, and then go, do I even want to make that transition? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you may, because yeah. you may not want to. You may want to just live in the tech. World. You may just want to be in, you know, in the, in the tech world, just getting putting stuff together and making yeah. stuff work. Right. And it's not bad. It's just no, maybe, no. Be, maybe then it becomes you're the wrong person for that role in this season. Sure. Yeah. Right. Now, what does, what does that mean? And how do you move, you know, like, and all that? It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I think, know. I mean, I looking at, again from the outside looking in, uh, I think Hillsong College is the greatest idea ever. Uh, when yeah. I think about having a pipeline for people who uh, want to be at Hillsong, want to understand Hillsong, they live in it. And, you know, if there's a production person that comes along, they, you know, they're growing up in the system. Yeah. Where I think so much, uh, and you almost have a captive audience. You know, there's like people yeah, that's there, right. they're there to do it. Yes. Versus, uh, you know, in a volunteer situation, you know, somebody just doesn't have that much time or whatever. Yeah. Um, and if I were honest, like, so here's a great example at Philo, a conference, the lighting person was 17. Right. And he's been a volunteer at Willow Creek since he was allowed to volunteer. So 12 sure. or something like that. Sure. And he's sure. just been available, been around, soaking up all the info like a sponge. And, you know, wow. and, and so it would be nice if there was something formal, you know, that we could just keep doing that. But honestly, right. it was just like somebody who wa- was available. And that's interesting. There were enough opportunities for him to kind of do his to thing. Grow. Yeah. And, he, and for him, you know, I would serve with him and he would say, after every service or after rehearsal, what can I do better? And like, when a fifteen-year-old wow. kid is saying that, wow. you're like, "What That's is happening?" Special. Yeah, I need to yeah. like take advantage of this. And so, yeah. one of my favorite—this t- wow. is weird. One of my favorite topics of conversation is lighting for video. Yeah, and so I said, "Well, I think you can improve in this area." And like, I just went off on this whole, you know, f-stop yeah. conversation yeah. and you know, <laughs> color temperature and all this. And yes. I th- I don't think he picked it up, uh, <laughs> you know, while we were talking about it. But I'm sure he's gone back and like gone online and read up on stuff. And yeah, that's wow. Yeah, it's so interesting. Part, part of it yeah. too is I think you know you just wish uh, that you could there was a formula for growing those people. But I think yeah, similar to what we've been talking about, it's like it's yeah. a hard road. It's small conversations. It's yeah, yeah. It, it and there's no guarantees. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no guarantees, and that's that's the clincher. Yeah, right. <laughs> Crap! I thought you were going to answer all my questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All the effort does not buy you any guarantee. Right, but man. Anyway. Anyway. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me. No, thanks for that. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. One, two, three, 
Man, I didn't want our conversation to end. I think I still had to cut it off early. We could have kept talking for hours, but he had to get to work, so there you go. You know what, I love talking to someone who's totally immersed in doing church production on the scale they do at Hillsong, and to really hear that the challenges are similar to not only every other multi-site church on the planet, but just about every size church on the planet. I mean, the things that they, that, that are challenges there are challenges at my church. And I also love to hear, you know, that Mushir was really into the stuff of production, you know, gear and all that. And then hearing about his journey, moving towards the reality that people matter more than stuff and building teams and developing volunteers and leading people, not just moving faders became kind of the, the call on his life. So much of us who are doing production leadership, this is the story that we share. And it's so important that if we're wanting more responsibility, if we want to move beyond just mixing or just doing lighting, that really requires us to be thinking about people more. And it was great to hear kind of that story from Mushiri. I also loved his perspective about dealing with complexity and kind of accepting the realities of each situation. I mean, this is the way it is. What am I going to do about it? You know, I could spend a lot of time wishing things were different, but it, instead I'm going to just, you know, figure out how I'm going to make the most of each challenge. Yeah, I really loved that. There's a lot I loved about our conversation. So. I could keep talking about it now. Anyway, you've been listening long enough. So uh, I can't wait for Mashir to join us at Philo Chicago 2020. You can join us too. You can check out philo.org for all the info about Philo 2020 in Chicago. It's May 19th and 20th at Willow Creek Community Church in South Barrington, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago. Don't forget what I mentioned at the top of the podcast, holiday season. You're going to have to be intentional to navigate the busy time. So plan time with your family, take care of your team, take care of yourself. Slow down, take a deep breath, and surrender your control of each such situation and the problems that you're facing, you know, give them to God. I just love Ola Melzig, who was one of our speakers at Philo this year, you know, just said, stop, enjoy, look around, enjoy the people around you as you're going through this busy time that your family included. All right, if you like our podcast, subscribe on whatever platform you used for listening to us, iTunes, Spotify, you know, the list keeps getting longer it seems give us a review on itunes it helps us spread the word and you can find us on social media at philo community on facebook and instagram and at philo conference on twitter and if you got feedback for us we'll take it we love feedback and if you got ideas for future guests on the podcast we love that too shoot us an email philo podcast at philo.org all right talk to you in three weeks until next time 